Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. This is What a Week, part of the Vanguard Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Gatlin. I am back in my closet recording today. Uh, I have this like makeshift vocal booth. Yeah, I got some polka dot sheets in front of me, a blanket hung up behind me. Best I can do. This is quarantine, guys. So here's all the news you need to know this week. A group of leaders representing various progressive organizations from across the Portland area have called for the resignations of Mayor Ted Wheeler and Police Chief Chuck Lavelle in the wake of Saturday's fatal shooting. Bobbin Singh, executive director of the Oregon Justice Resource Center, said the conditions leading up to the incident were predictable, citing various instances of clashes between right-wing protesters and counter-protesters over the years. Quote, these conditions have been created because there's been a lack of leadership, a lack of vision, Singh said. We can no longer move forward with the current leadership that's in place in Portland. The victim of Saturday's shooting has not been identified, but was wearing a hat bearing the logo of Vancouver, Washington-based Patriot Prayer. The group regularly staged demonstrations in Portland that were met with fierce opposition by left-leaning and other community groups for at least the last three years. Many of the scenes that typically played out during these rallies repeated Saturday as right-wing demonstrators pelted counter-protesters with paintballs and scuffles broke out throughout downtown. Portland-based community groups have long said they feared confrontations would lead to serious injuries or worse. Quote, I don't think we can see what happened last night in a vacuum or as an isolated incident, Olivia Catby-Smith, co-chair of the Portland chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America, said. People are going to be killed on both sides of this because the environment Ted Wheeler has been making in the city. The demand for Wheeler to resign was also echoed in a joint letter from the Oregon chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations, the Oregon Justice Resource Center, the Portland Democratic Socialists of America, Next Up Action Fund, Portland's Resistance, and Popular Mobilization PDX. In the state this week, for the fifth time in two years, an effort to force a recall election against Governor Kate Brown has failed. The Oregon Republican Party on Monday said it had fallen less than 3,000 signatures short of the minimum needed to trigger a recall election. At the same time, party leaders complained about large signature-rich gatherings that have been canceled due to state regulations and what it said were, quote, legally questionable decisions by state elections officials. Party officials stopped short of saying they would file a legal challenge. Quote, under state law, prior to the submission of any petition signatures, I, as chief petitioner, must first attest to having the minimum number of qualified signatures, Republican Party Chair Bill Currier said in a statement. Quote, therefore, the signatures cannot be submitted to the Secretary of State's election division. Courier said the effort collected 277,254 signatures, thousands short of the 280,050 valid signatures needed to spur a recall election in October. In national news, Joe Biden on Monday issued a forceful rebuttal to President Trump's claim that the former vice president would preside over a nation overwhelmed by disorder and lawlessness, asserting that it was Mr. Trump who had made the country unsafe through his erratic and incendiary governing style. Mr. Biden condemned the violence that has occasionally erupted amid largely peaceful protests over racial injustice and noted that the chaos was occurring on the president's watch. He said that Mr. Trump had made things worse by stoking division amid a national outcry over racism and police brutality. Quote, does anyone believe there will be less violence in America if Donald Trump is reelected? He said, we need justice in America. We need safety in America. We're facing multiple crises, crises that under Donald Trump have kept multiplying. Mr. Biden, the Democratic nominee for president, also pressed a broader argument that the president was endangering Americans with his response to the public health and economic challenges the country confronts. 
And in international news, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has announced his resignation for health reasons. He said he did not want his illness to get in the way of decision-making and apologized to the Japanese people for failing to complete his term in office. The 65-year-old PM has suffered for many years from ulcerative colitis, an inflammatory bowel disease, but he said his condition has worsened recently. Last year, he became Japan's longest-serving prime minister. His current period in office began in 2012. He will remain in his post until a successor is chosen. In 2007, he resigned abruptly from an earlier term as PM because of his struggles with ulcerative colitis, a chronic condition that he's lived with since he was a teenager. Mr. Abe has a reputation as a staunch conservative and nationalist and for stimulating growth with his aggressive economic policy known as Abenomics. That's all the news for this week. This has been What a Week. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>